Hey friends, so today we were supposed to start a sermon series called Conduit for Change, where we're talking about uh, real life issues and how we can help change the, the, those issues. And so uh, we're really excited about this series, but as we started putting it together, we realized we could really benefit from an extra week of doing some research and inviting people into that conversation. So we're pushing it back a week. I promise it's gonna be even better than you can imagine. So uh, with that said, today we're sharing you, uh, I'm sharing with you a sermon that I actually preached back in 2020 that uh, focuses around the song that says, here I raise my Ebenezer. Now, I don't know if you know what an Ebenezer is or not. If you don't, you're about to find out in this sermon cast. But the premise of this sermon is that uh, there are times in our lives that we have been through some really difficult things. But then when we stop and we look back, we realize God has been moving this whole time. And if God has brought us this far, God will continue to make a, uh, to, to be with us as we continue to move forward because God is faithful. So I really hope that this sermon is a blessing to you and to your small groups. And um, I, I just, I want to say one last thing about that. You're going to hear some things throughout the sermon that are really meant for like social media. So that's uh, some stuff like write this in the comments. But uh, it, once you see past all of that, I want you to hear for that core message and challenge in that sermon. And my hope is that uh, this, this sermon will help prepare us, will lead you to some good conversations with your small group, but also prepare us as we jump into this new sermon series next week. So with that said, I hope you enjoy this sermon. Have you ever gone through one of those seasons of life where you just feel like everything is going wrong? Like the world is getting the best of you. Like maybe you're just uh, losing hope that uh, things will turn around, that things will get better. Have you ever been through a season of life like that? In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 4, uh, the Israelites are at war. The Israelites are the people of God, and, and they are at war against the Philistines. And uh, the Philistines at this time are their biggest arch nemesis. They're their biggest enemies. They are in conflict constantly, and they are probably the biggest threat to the Israelites. And so by chapter 4 in the book of 1 Samuel, they have this big fight, and in this one battle, the Israelites lose about 4,000 soldiers, 4,000 people. They are on track to lose the war against them. They are on track to lose land and to lose property and to lose everything. Life is just not going in their favor at this time. Now, let me stop here for a second because my guess is that you and I can probably relate to that. See, they're trying their best, they're giving their all, but they just can't seem to win this fight against the Philistines. My gut says that you are doing the very best you can. But there might be a part of your life or maybe your entire life where you feel like no matter how hard you try, no matter how much effort you put into it, no matter how, uh, how much work you put into it, you just can't seem to catch a break. Life just seems to keep beating you and overcoming you and getting the best of you. My gut says that all of us can relate to this story of uh, our enemy, our, our, our struggles getting the best of us over and over again and losing hope. So let's keep looking at this story. 
The Israelites, uh, again, this is chapter 4 of 1 Samuel, um, they, they, they realize that they're, they're probably going to lose, that, that their enemy is probably going to get the best of them. And so they decide that uh, they're going to bring in the Ark of the Covenant as a good luck charm. Now, let me stop here for a second. The, the Ark of the Covenant is not a, an ark like Noah's Ark. It's not a big boat. It's essentially, and I'm oversimplifying this, it's a box. I'll, I'll show you a picture of it. It's a, it's a box that God told Moses how to build. And in this box were the Ten Commandments. And, and basically what, what, what they were told, what the Israelites were told by God, was that they would carry this Ark of the Covenant, and it would be used to, uh, it would be God's home for them. That in this Ark, God would be present, and no matter what they went through, God would be with them and God would get them through it. See, it was like a, a lucky charm for them that no matter what the world may throw at them, no matter what they faced, they would be okay. You see, the ark cleared impediments along the way. The ark cleared uh, animals along the way. Uh, the ark is what uh, caused the Jordan to, to separate itself as the Israelites crossed into the promised land. The moment that the ark stepped into the water, the waters parted. The ark is what the, the Israelites carried around the city of Jericho before they went into battle. And, and, and it's the ark as they went around the city that caused the walls of Jericho to crumble and Israel to win and enter into the promised land over and over again. This ark of the covenant has been a lucky charm, if you will, for the Israelites, it's, it's this uh, Ark of the Covenant, it's this lucky charm that has gotten them through every single struggle they have been through. So in the middle of this fight in which they're about to lose to the Philistines, they bring in the Ark, thinking it's going to happen like every other time that we're going to overcome and we're going to be just fine. Except that's not what happens. They don't win. In fact, they lose the war, and they lose so many soldiers and, and so much property. They lose land. They lose the war against the Philistines. Their lucky charm didn't work this time. Now, I don't know about you, but I, th there have been days when I feel like my lucky charm doesn't work. Whatever that lucky charm may be. This shirt that I'm wearing today, I, I was the shirt that I was planning on wearing on March 15th when we launched Mid-City Church. And I keep putting it on, hoping that maybe this virus will just go away and, and things will go back to normal, and yet it hasn't. I keep hoping that the things that used to work will suddenly work. I keep hoping that this shirt will bring me good luck and things will change and nothing happens. I have a backpack that anytime I want to go to a coffee shop and really be motivated and do a lot of work, I take this particular backpack. And I know it sounds funny, but every time I have this backpack, I can't help but be creative and think of stuff for the church and for my life and just stuff in general. And, and I've been using this backpack so much lately, thinking that maybe it'll uh, get me out of this, um, I don't know, this rut that maybe we're all feeling that it'll give me extra motivation and and I keep wearing that backpack and it's not working I think that's how the Israelites felt that this ark that had always worked for them that had always come through for them is no longer working for them 
my backpack, my shirt. Maybe you have something that has always worked for you, that has always gotten you, gotten you through your struggles, and it just doesn't seem to work. And my guess is that a lot like the Israelites, we're starting to lose hope. If these things that have always worked no longer work, then will we ever get through this? In 1 Samuel chapter 7, the Israelites have a prophet named Samuel, hence the title of the book. And he says this, this is in uh, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 7, it says, Direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Direct your heart, your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver, deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. He says this and he catches people's attention, right? Their whole desire is to be delivered from the hands of the Philistines and everything that used to work, right? The covenant that used to work for them no longer has worked. And here comes Samuel and he says, direct your hearts to the Lord, serve him only and the thing you desire will happen. We will overcome the Philistines if we just put all of our desire on God and we put all of our trust in God. And, and he catches people's attention because that's what they want. And so again, the Philistines and the Israelites go to war. The Philistines get a win that the, that the Israelites are starting to get uh, uh, some passion behind them and some uh, hope behind them. And, and, and the Philistines come and they, they go into another war. And the Israelites, they look to Samuel and they say this to him. This is in verse 8. Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us and pray that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. They see their enemy coming back at them and they have lost, they have, they have lost hope, they have lost the physical battle, they've lost the war. And in this moment, they're, they're starting to gain some hope and they see their enemy coming and they say to Samuel, don't stop praying for us. Pray that God may deliver us from this enemy. Samuel does that. He keeps praying. He offers a sacrifice to God, and the Israelites come out victorious in this fight. I've had a lot of conversations with people recently who are just going through a tough time. I'll tell you, I, I can include myself in that, uh, going through a tough time. And the one thing I hear over and over again is, don't stop praying for me. Keep praying for me. Keep checking in on me. I think all of us can relate to the Philistines and to the Israelites in that moment, right? I mean, they're, they're, they've lost this battle. They, they, they have uh, lost everything to the Philistines and the ark that always got them through it no longer seems to work. And now they're, they're trying to face their enemy one more time. And they're saying to Samuel, please don't stop praying for us. That's been my prayer in many ways. Every time we have to deal with a new way of doing things or, or the question of when will things go back to normal or, or how are we going to try this, how are we going to try that, and, and things don't work out, even in my personal life and in ministry, every time I get to that place, I, I, I just, I say to God, please, God, don't forget about me. I say to my friends, please don't stop praying for me because I'm facing this enemy yet again and I don't know if I will overcome or defeat it. But Samuel prays. 
Samuel sacrifices an offering to God, and in the midst of this, God comes through. God helps them overcome their biggest enemy up to this point. And in response to that, Samuel picks up a stone. Uh, He picks up this stone and he calls it Ebenezer. And Ebenezer stands for uh, the Lord has helped us. Right? I mean, the, the, the Israelites have just defeated the Philistines. He picks up this stone. He places it on the ground between two big cities. And he says, the Lord has helped us. And this stone is going to be a reminder for us that the Lord has helped us. See, Samuel in this moment, he had no clue what the future was going to hold. But he knew that God had gotten them through everything up until this point. And he was choosing to trust that no matter what would come next, God would be with them and get them through anything that came their way. Let me say that again. In that moment, Samuel did not know what would come next. But he knew that God had been with them so far. And he was choosing to trust in that moment that God would lead them through anything they may face. I want you to hear me say this. God has helped you get through everything that 2020 has thrown at you so far. You're here. You're watching. God has gotten you through everything life has thrown at you so far. And the reality is, if God has gotten you this far, God will get you through anything, through anything that life may throw at you. There's a song called Come Thou Fount. It's an old, uh, beautiful song. And the verse, one of the verses says this. Here I raise my Ebenezer. Hither by thy help I'm come. It says, here I raise my Ebenezer. Knowing that I have come this far because God has brought me through it all. Here I raise my Ebenezer, knowing that I have come this far because God has brought me through it all. See, the author of this song is referring to the same Ebenezer that Samuel takes and places on the ground to remind the Israelites that God has gotten them this far and will get them through anything else. This hymn, this song proclaims, I'm trusting God because God has gotten me to here and God will continue uh, to help me through the rest of this journey. So I want to do something. Uh, I'm going to invite you to grab a simple object from your house. Uh, Maybe it's a water bottle. Maybe it's a pen. uh, Maybe it's a a coffee mug. For me, it's my pillow. Uh, So just grab something, something that you use all the time, something that you use often. uh, Write in the comments. Uh, Tell us what is the object that you uh, grabbed. But like I said, grab an object that you tend to use quite often. And, And here's what I want you to do. Samuel, when Samuel picked up that stone, I imagine that he just picked up the very first thing he saw. And so he picked up this stone, right? And it was going to be a reminder, an everyday reminder to the Israelites that God had gotten them that far and would continue to lead them forward. And so I want you to grab an everyday object that every time you see, you hold, you use, anytime you interact with it, that it will remind you that God has gotten you this far 
and God will continue to, to, to be with you moving forward. So to me, for me, it's my pillow. I want to be able to, at the end of every night, be able to hold my pillow. I tend to sleep with one arm under my pillow to be able to hug this pillow and remember that God is faithful, that God has gotten me this far and will continue to get me through anything I may face. So I'm serious. Get up, get up from your couch, go get an object. Like I said, it can be your favorite pen. Uh, it can be your cell phone. It can be uh, my pillow, not my pillow, but your pillow. It can be a coffee mug. It can be anything, anything you tend to use often. I want you to grab that. I want you to hold on to that. Do you have it yet? And I want you to say this prayer with me. I want you to hold your object up. And I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Here I raise my Ebenezer. I know that God has brought me this far. And I trust that God will get me through anything. Amen. Every time you see that object, every time you hold that object, any time that you're feeling down, that you're feeling overwhelmed, that you're feeling like you just not, you might not be able to get through what life has thrown at you, hold on to that object and remember, God has brought you this far and God will continue to get you through anything you may face. Whenever life gets tough, hold on to your Ebenezer. Whenever your enemies and whatever this world throws at you seems too big to overcome, hold on to your Ebenezer. And remember, God has brought you here. God will get you through it all. Let us pray. God, there are two things that I know for sure. The struggles of this world are tough, and you are faithful. God, it is your faithfulness that we want to place our trust in. So God, as we cling to our Ebenezer, may we have the strength to keep putting our trust in you over and over and over again. Amen. I hope you found this sermon to be meaningful and relevant to your life. If you'd like to dive deeper, I invite you to visit midcity.church slash sermoncast and click on the current sermon series. There you can find a home sheet for this sermon that includes the scriptures that we talked about, questions to wrestle with, and a challenge to live out this week. While you're on the website, if you'd like to make a financial contribution to our ministry here at Mid-City Church, you can click the Give button in the top right corner. If you're new to the sermoncast, I invite you to text the word HERE, H-E-R-E, to the phone number 225-307-0662 and fill out a Connect card so that we can get to know you. I'm so glad you joined us today, and I look forward to seeing you next week.